Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Today, we are going to be doing another player review, this time for Miko Rantanen. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay as Always, we just did Nathan McKinnon last episode. We're moving down the top line to the Moose himself, who had himself a very interesting season last year because he was dominant in every which way when you look at his stats. Yet there were several points where we were getting kind of frustrated with him, but he would still just put up points. Yeah, I mean, he was the team's leading scorer, finished the year with 92 points. I think he was the leading goal scorer too, right? Yeah, leading point scorer and leading goal scorer. 36 goals, 92 points. And exactly what you just said. There were definitely some moments where you're going, what's Miko Rantanen doing? And then you'd have other games where he was just absolutely a monster in them. Like I, I think back of that Toronto game in Denver where he had four points in that game and he was the best player on the ice in that game. He was absolutely unreal. And then you'd have games where you just you didn't even notice he was out there. Yeah, like there would just be these five game stretches where it's like, is Miko Rantanen a top five player in the world? And then there there'd be entire episodes where we just wouldn't mention him at all, where we just kind of forgot he was even there. Because, like you said, it seems like there are certain days where he's just going through the motions and just kind of floating about, but still finishes the game with like two points or whatever. That's the funny thing is Miko Rantanen is so good that him even just going through the motions is better than 95% of the rest of the NHL. Yeah. Cause he's he, just that good. Cause he's so good at hockey. Him going through the motions is just so incredibly smart and so incredibly talented that you still can't stop him. Even when he's going at like 60, 75%. Crazy. I mean, it was pretty obvious to see that he was just saving it up for the playoffs and he still finishes with 92 points, played 75 games. 
I can't remember the seven games that he missed. Do you remember? Like, what, what was he? What was he out for? I can't remember. Like, I'm, it, it wasn't I'm serious. Drawing, obviously, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, it wasn't serious. Obviously, if he played 75 games. Um, you would have to think if he played those other seven games, he probably finishes the year with 100 points. And we're going. Was that the quietest 100 point season in Avs history? Um, he missed because, one of the he missed one of the Blue Jackets games. That's really the only thing I can recognize looking at here. But who knows, man? It's it's just uh, it's a in, in October he missed a couple of games after Vegas. He missed the Minnesota game. Interesting. So yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it obviously wasn't serious because we're talking about it. But he obviously he clearly would have finished at 100 points if he plays those seven games. His first hundred point season of his career. Um, I just realized this. We're going to do this preview for like all these players. The Avs haven't had a hundred point score ever on their current roster. Yeah, that's crazy to think and about. We we could potentially be talking about three guys joining that club next season. Rantanen among them, because yeah. he's still twenty five right now. He's going to turn twenty six in October. You can argue that he's only really starting to hit his athletic prime. He has 92 points last season. Somehow we're still pulling our hair out about him on some nights. If there are, if this is a season where he fully puts everything together and he is game over game consistent. It's like I said, at the end of the McKinnon preview, we could be talking about him breaking into that elite superstar. One of the best wingers in the league category, which he is already in, but I mean like definitive. Yeah, he could cement himself as a top 10 player in the league. He could. Because right now he's kind of on that fringe top 15. He'll move in between that 10, 15 range. If he has a season where he just goes for 110 points, which we all know he has the capability to do. Because um, he- I, I got to say, I think 36 goals is light for me, for what Miko Rantanen can do. I oh, yeah. think it's out of the question. I, I believe when you first came on the show, I believe it was our first episode with Raj we said we both think he's going to score 50 goals this season. Yeah, uh, we were we were only 14 off. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not a terrible guess. Um, I mean, he had a career high in goals this year, and there's still more to be desired there. I mean, he scored 30 in the shortened season in 52 games. So the production's there. He's going to get the chances when he's playing with a guy like Nathan McKinnon. Um, I don't think 50's out of the question for him. It's just... I don't want to say this about a professional athlete. Does he, does he care enough about the regular season accolades? You know what I mean? Like he, he just, he, he cares about one thing and that's winning Stanley cups and winning in the playoffs. So he he'll have games where if it's a big game against a good team, he'll show up for him. And then if they're playing teams like uh fucking Arizona, you may not notice Miko Rantanen's on the ice. It's funny you say that because some of his best games this season were against the coyotes. Damn it. All right. I'm looking I was just at trying to think of right, a bad team right here, and I think he scored in every single one. Damn it! All right, no, he, didn't, he didn't score in the last one. Oh, all right, fraud. You got one. You got, one, you got zero points. But in the all other, right. that's I'm quickly running through these here just off of his stat log. Four points in two games. Where's the other one? And this is terrible radio. So he had five points in two games. Four of them were goals. All right, yeah, maybe maybe not Arizona. What's a bad team? San Jose. There yeah. we go. I, I remember that stretch in early March. Yeah, this March stretch was when we were like, is is he really just mailing this in until the playoffs right now against Arizona, Calgary, the Islanders, and even the game against the Devils, he finally got a goal. But I remember like Miko Rantanen was bad tonight. 
And even still, right after that, two-point game, two-point game, two-point game, two-point game, zero points, two-point game. Like there's t- Miko Rantanen is such a incredible mixture of skill and being 215 pounds. Miko Rantanen is a huge guy. He has the ability to physically dominate every game and also skillfully take over every single game. He is such an incredible combination that it's like we said, even when he's really not trying all that hard, he can still just run just about everybody he wants over. Because when have you ever really seen Miko Ranton get bullied? I can't recall a time where Miko Ranton's just been like, oh man, he's getting pushed around out there. Because even Vegas was pushing his buttons. Like Vegas likes to push his buttons. But that's what I mean. They're not pushing him around. They're annoying him. Yeah. Like they're just trying to pester him. But you mentioned it with Miko Rantanen. He is the, like, if you build a dream hockey player power forward, you would build him like Miko Rantanen. 6'4", 215 pounds. Like, I don't know if he's six. You know what? I, you, you, you mentioned that. You know what just kind of popped into my head? In every draft, we see a bunch of, like, European, especially Swedish players compared to Miko Rantanen. You're like, oh, this guy's the next Miko Rantanen because he has the size and he's got the skill. Miko Rantanen is the archetype for this kind of player. Yes. And a, a player that every team wants. Yes, because he is he's not only great offensively, his defensive numbers are great too. He's a good 200 foot forward. He he's great offensively and his defensive game isn't bad either. I mean, he is when you had him, Val, and Mac on the line, that was a really good defensive line of hockey. Um, so he's a full 200-foot player. He he was built in a Finnish lab of just, we're going to build these beautiful hockey players that are just monsters. And Right, because I mean, like, when was the last time you saw like a Finnish player in the draft and they weren't immediately compared to Miko Rantanen? Probably, I don't know. Who was it? Capococco, maybe? Capococco? But even then, people are like, well, how is he going to be like the next Rantanen, even though he's completely yeah. different? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm sure I didn't pay attention to it that much in the draft this year. I can't remember too many Finns drafted this year uh, in the top 20, but I'm sure that they were brought up. I mean, Finland has just, I don't know what they put in their water 25, 30 years ago, but they have just bred some fantastic hockey players in the past 30 years. Um and Miko Rantanen could make the case for being is is he the best Finnish born player in the NHL right now? I can't really think of anyone else. I mean, Patrick Line is good. He's like, not Miko. Line is good. Like Aho, he's a center. He's good. But like Rantanen, Rantanen, I put in game breaker category. Yes. And I love Sebastian Aho. He's a great player. But one of my main problems with the Hurricanes is I feel like they lack a game breaker guy Rantanen is a game breaker he has that skill that when he's like fuck you I am going he gets four points and can put up a hat trick because he's just better than you yeah like I'm trying to think of any more I mean Arturi Lekkonen love the guy but he's not Miko Rantanen he's not right and, um, and the fact that we even have to think about it yeah like there's a lot of pieces there um and the thing I, I love that point that you made earlier in the episode that he he well, still we, has we, we, we did forget about Barkov. Oh, Barkov. Okay, that that one's he's. I would say he's really the only other like this is a game breaker guy. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of elite Finnish players. It's Rantanen and Barkov at the top. Yeah, I'm biased, and I'd probably still take Rantanen over him, but that's just pure bias. 
Um, but you you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and I love that. Like Miko Rantanen finished with, like we said, ninety two points. He can still get better, and that has to be terrifying for the rest of the league. Right, like we we just did the McKinnon preview. Rantanen's only the second one we're doing. We're talking about McKinnon having a better season and Rantanen having a better season than leading the league best Avalanche in points and goals. And what did I say like five minutes ago that thirty six goals seems light for someone like him? That's scary. That's really scary. It's really scary. I mean, this is what because in 2020, 2021, he led the team in points and goals again too. So this is back to back years. He's led the team in points and goals because McKinnon last when we just did in the last episode, he had 65 points the year before. So, yeah, I mean, at, 30, at 66. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about, we, we, we talked about in the McKinnon preview how it's McKinnon or McCarr, McKinnon. Miko Rantanen is kind of the forgotten man because he, he could make the case that he's the most consistent player for the Avs and he's third on this totem pole, which is an absolutely ludicrous thing to think about. Yeah, it's just, it's not fair how much yeah. talent the Avalanche have. It really isn't. And you, you can make the case that Rantanen could be the best right winger in the NHL. Yes. Because what, Marner plays left or right? He's right. It's always, it's always seems to be Rantanen and Marner that get compared. I, I mean, Marner gets the buzz right? just because he plays for the Leafs. I think if Miko played on the fucking Leafs, and was putting up the same points because what did Marner finish with point wise this year? I'm, tr- I'm he- desperately trying to find it right now. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was it was close to 100, maybe a little bit less. It was under. Was hurt for- I know that. Okay, 97. Yeah, I mean, in two less games. I mean, Marner is a, an assist machine. He's yes. probably the best playmaker in the NHL right now. Yes, but like- I think if you put Miko on the Leafs and he's playing with Austin Matthews, you're talking about. Miko is the best right wing in the NHL. Right. And also, Rantanen's just, I, I hate being this guy. He's just built better for the big moments because he's a stronger, more sturdy guy. And it's what we were talking about. You don't push Miko Rantanen around, you annoy him. You push his buttons. You can ragdoll Mitch Marner for the most part. And that's nothing against Mitch Marner. It's just no, Mitch, Mitch Marner's a, an outstanding player. And it's really between him and Ranton for top right winger because the next closest is is Patrick Kane. Who's terrible defensively. He's literally just an offensive guy. I mean, and Patrick Kane is still a great player. Don't like the guy personally. He is he is bad defensively, but he did have the same amount of points as Ranton last season at 92. Ranton was a plus 35. Kane was a minus 19. That's neither here nor there. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. He scored 92 points and he was still minus? What? Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I mean, what? Miko finished plus 35? <laughs> what? Yeah, All right, you blew my mind there. Sorry. Oh, let's get back on track with Miko because that we could go on a tirade about that, but that's hilarious. That's, that's pretty hard to do, but it's Marner and Ranson right now, and this might come as a shock. Me, as a host of an Avalanche show, will take Miko Ranson over yeah. Mitch Marner. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, so, and that's I, I, and get, the whole reason I got on that tirade was to get to your point of Rantanen gets buried behind McKinnon and McCarr. He's the best right winger in the NHL. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to 
$1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, and best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. It's crazy. Like I, we were chuckling before we started this episode about what you, we pulled up Miko's stats and you go, holy fuck. Like I did not realize he was this good and we can spin that into his playoff performance because the playoffs were an exact replica of the regular season where people were complaining about Miko Ranton is not doing enough. And he ended up with 25 points in 20 games in 20 games, he had 20 assists. I like, I know the goal scoring was not there in the playoffs. I'm still not convinced Miko Ranson was not hurt. Like I I think there was some upper body with him, whether it was his shoulders or something with his wrist, that there was you could there was just something in the way he was moving. It was never announced. It never got talked about after the playoffs. I still think there was something wrong that we'll just never really know about. I said I said it in the Nashville series. Even still, he was well over a point per game in the playoffs and turned into one of the best playmakers on the team in the playoffs. Dude we were victims of that too. I mean, we were going on our shows during the playoffs being like, we need more from Mika Ranton. We need more from Mika Ranton. And now that we're two months removed from the cup, you go, holy fuck, he had 25 points. Yeah, like we just seemed like he was the target after all four losses, where it's just yeah. like, you need more from Miko Ranton, especially after games two and five against St. Louis. Like, you, you need more from Miko Ranton. He, ha- he doesn't have a goal yet. You need more. <laughs> 25 points in 20 games. We just talked about in the last episode about how Nathan McKinnon would have been runaway con Smythe winner because he had 24 points. Miko Ranson had a could have had a good shot at winning the yeah. uh con Smythe if it wasn't for Gail McCarr. Like, I, I think you can safely say that Miko Ranson was not as good as he could have been in the playoffs and was still at 25 points. Like because Clearly, the goal scoring was not there for whatever reason, whether it was injury, whether it was lack of confidence, whether it was just dumb, bad luck. We'll never really know the answer to that. He still found a way to implement himself into the system and find the open guy and pick up 20 assists and play pretty well defensively, too, because it's not like Miko Rantanen is this defensive sieve like Patrick Kane is. He fits into the Avalanche system perfectly, and he's able to use his size and is still able to be effective even when he's not leading the team in goals. I mean, you you look at the playoffs for him. and uh, After the St. Louis series, I think he got back to being the Miko Rantanen we thought he could be. In the Edmonton series, he has four goals. He was absolutely unreal in one, that one series. One in every game. One in every game. I know one was an empty netter, but still, uh, he well, finishes. So, well, so is the St. Louis one, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. He finishes plus three for their whole playoffs, which, not bad. I mean, we can live with that. And he ends up with only one power play goal. 
I don't think it's crazy to say if Nico gets four or five more goals in this Nashville or St. Louis series, he could have had a shot at 30 points in this playoffs. It's he crazy. Could've. It's crazy to think about he didn't get anything in the Nashville series yeah. where we where we were just torched. Up and down. Yeah. It's crazy. Like he could have realistically had if he could have gotten a couple more um uh chances or a couple more goals like if they even played two more games like he could have had 30 points in these playoffs i mean you look at the playoffs as a whole he had one game with no points against nashville one game with no points against st louis but ironically both of those were the elimination game and the last two games against tampa he had zero points that's a grand total of four games out of 20 where he had zero points all the other 16 games he picked up at least something he was fantastic and i fell victim to it you fell victim to it of what's wrong with miko ranton and he definitely was battling an injury but still he was fantastic in these playoffs and we need to give him his his credit and once again we talk about fantastic contracts the Avs got him locked up for three more years at 9.25 yeah that deal's going to age even more gracefully he's going to get paid in three years if he's still if he's still with the abs i would be shocked if they let him go but he is going to get I, – I think it's not crazy to think he gets more than what Huberto just got. Oh, without – yeah, Huberto just got 10.5 and, and Rantanen. Actually, that one's going to be interesting because in three years, he will be 29 20, when that season 29. starts. Yeah, because right now he's 25. He's going to turn 26 in October. So when okay. that season, the first year of his next contract gets going, he'll turn 29 pretty early in it. So – It'll be interesting because we'll probably have to have the Landestog conversation again. Like, do you give another eight years to this guy or something like that at big money, knowing an aging curve is coming? And we are getting so unbelievably ahead of ourselves right now. But that, you know, let, let's save that for three years down the line. Let's, <laughs> yeah. not, let's not get preemptively anxious. Yeah. Let's but, not get preemptively anxious, but... Again, just looking at that contract as a whole, I remember when he signed it, I was like, oh, that seems like a lot. But if it wasn't for injuries in the in the uh, 2020 season, we bring up the Marner comparison. They both signed their deals at the same time. Which one do you want? You take I mean, I'm, like you said, we're biased. We're going to take Nico Ranton. But, but like, I think do you want Marner at 11 or do you want Ranton at 9.25? You know, Mar- Mar- Marner gets three more assists. And yeah. Ransman wins a Stanley Cup. Which one do you want? Yeah. You want Miko. And I don't know how Joe Sackick managed that. I don't know how he did it. With I, I just think it's a perfectly fair deal. I think he gets paid adequately for his services. I don't think it's a steal. I don't think it's an overpayment. I think 9.25 is exactly what he should get. And that was the point I was getting to is if it wasn't for that one injury season where he, I think he fucked up his shoulder. I remember he got like tripped up and went to the boards hard. Every other year he's consistently played 75% of the games and maybe 80, that may be a little low. Um, this he's just a workhorse. And if you tell me, like we said at the beginning of the episode, where if he goes through the motion, some games and he still ends up with 92 points and ends up being a beast in the playoffs, I'll, I'll take that all day. Right. Cause at, at the end of the day, the goal is to win a Stanley cup. It's yeah. not about hitting a hundred points or 50 goals or being considered the best right winger. When, I'm I'm honestly more impressed from Rantanen in the playoffs than I was in the regular season with him because clearly something was wrong. We don't know what it is, but he still found a way to implement himself into the system and find the open guy for the pass, even though he probably should have shot it a couple times. But 
and was still playing strong defense the whole time. That tells you about a commitment to win and the ability to not get frustrated when the thing you do best isn't working. That's how you win. He can score 100 points all he wants, but at the end of the day, that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Agreed. And I think we got kind of a preview uh, for what next year Miko Ranton's going to be because at the beginning of the episode we talked about, or maybe it was the McKinnon episode, the Avs don't have a second-line center as of right now. Is Miko Rantanen going to play a lot more center this next year or what's going to happen with Miko Rantanen? I personally think it's just going to be a platoon of both. I think there could be games where Miko plays center. There could be games where he plays up on the first line with Mac. Like he's not going to be stuck in a position the entire year. Yeah. I mean, the only way he sticks at second line center is if he takes the choice out of your hands and he works so well with Nachushkin or Lekkinen. Because if you're taking Rantanen off, you're putting either Nachushkin or more more likely Lekkinen yeah. up on the top line. It's interesting. It's actually going to be interesting to see how they make that work this season since McKinnon and Rantanen work so well together. Because usually oh, yeah. it's, it's usually Landeskog that gets taken off. But nevertheless, Rantanen could work very well at second line center. And I think maybe that's what they start with next season. I mean, you have, if we know Bednar, he's going to test all this stuff in the regular season, see if it works for the playoffs. Right. Because you're not really, gonna you're not going to have your answer on what they like until game one of the playoffs, un- unless they make a trade. Highly likely. But I, I think I agree with you. He probably starts next year at second line center. Um, he's shown that he can carry a line without Nathan McKinnon. He's shown that ability. He's not relying on Nathan McKinnon to get all of his points. Um, but I'm just really interested to see what the plan is um, with him. And if we're going into predictions for next year, I'm going to do the same take I did at the beginning of this year. I think he gets 50 goals. I just think this is the year he does it. Uh, And I'm going to say 105 points. I'm going to go with, I don't know, this is tough. I don't think he's going to score 50. I think he's going to score in the 40s. I'm going to say 42 goals and 101 points. Just gets over a hundred. Yeah, I mean, we're, I we're in the same ballpark. It, I think it does depend on what the plan is to do. I think if you're sticking him with McKinnon, and I made the prediction last episode that McKinnon is going to have his magnum opus season. If he's with McKinnon, not a doubt in my mind, he gets over a hundred points. If he gets put at second line center, I think there's going to be more responsibilities on his end because there's just more responsibilities yeah. for center, and there's going to be less of a focus on scoring points. And it's going to be a lot more on the back check and committing right. to the system. In that case, easily still over 90 points. But you see, you see what I mean, right? Yeah. No, I totally see what you mean. Um, I, I just think Miko Ranton is poised for – I mean, he already had his breakout year this year, and we thought, nah, he wasn't that great this year. So I, he really could and break and out. And even then, year. he was unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I really think we could see a breakout from him. Um, 50 goals. That's just a bold take. I got to give one hot take because you gave the hot take last episode. So I'm going to give it this episode. Um, I think he gets to 50 and we're talking, I don't think he'll win the rocket Richard because that's the Alex Ovechkin invitational. Um, and I really just, uh, people are going to come at us and say, it's the Austin Matthews. Alex Ovechkin has nine rocket Richards. It's the Alex Ovechkin invitational. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matthews is winning it because Ovechkin is 36 years yeah. old. And he's still finishing top three. And is still, like, in that conversation, which is a joke. Which is a joke. But 
I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking. I, I don't think he wins it, but he's going to be in the conversation. I feel like it's what we say every year is, is I think he's going to be a dark horse in it, but probably yep. not going to win it. Maybe not even top three, but he's going to be that guy. When you look at the goal list, he's like, Oh, Miko Ranton's there Good for him. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's a, it's a joke to me. Like the all-star game makes no sense, but the fact Miko Ranton's a one-time all-star is a little ridiculous. He's the best. Uh, he's the best right winger in the NHL. Yeah, and, and because of the fact that you can only send one at most two players to the all-star game is ridiculous because we got, we have, we got to see Clayton Keller or Lawson Krause go for Arizona. We have to. So have the actual best players in the NHL go, you got to really drive up those local market ratings by like two. Yeah. So that's nothing against Arizona coyotes. We are in Arizona. They are getting dragged through the mud enough right now. They don't need us. They don't need it, but uh, I agree. I mean, the fact he's a one-time all-star is a little bit crazy. And I mean, is it going to get to the point where McKinnon's now missed like three all-star games in a row? Like, do they just like stop voting for McKinnon and just give it to him? It's the Ovechkin thing where Ovechkin's just like, he went to a bunch when he was young and it's like, I'd I'd rather take the game suspension and just rest for the playoffs. Because eventually you just stop there. Like, especially once you win and you win a Stanley Cup and everything and you, you really realize how much of a slog the regular season is. You just don't care. Yeah. It's a meaningless game. They've tried to make it more meaningful. Just do the skills competition and call it good. That's all we need to see. So um, let's wrap up this episode. What's your grade on Miko Rantanen for the regular season and the postseason? This is a really tough one. I'm going to say A-. minus. Dude, we can't be on the same page with everything because that's what I was going to say was A- minus too. Um, I I think you could make the argument for an A, A+. Um, I just think there's, there's there's more to give. Yeah, there's more to give. Um, an A minus is still a very good grade, and Miko Ranton is still, without a doubt, the third best player on this team, which is crazy to think about with how good he is and how much we've gushed about him. Um, but there is something to be more desired there, and I think A minus is a very fair grade for him. Yeah, I agree, and we're gonna see where next season takes him. I. He's absolutely at least going to hit 90 points again. The goal is 100 for the regular season, but at the end of the day, it's the playoffs that matter. And even when he's not at his best in the playoffs, he can still find a way to get the job done. So A- minus feels fair. Unless you've got any hot takes to drop on us on at the last second with Rantanen. About Miko Rantanen, wins the con Smythe next year. Ooh, I like that one a lot. I like that. I like that, that a lot. That's my bold take for the year. And I, he could have won it this year if it wasn't for Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. So that's my hot take. I like that one a lot, but that's going to do it for this preview on Miko Ranton. Thank you all so very much for tuning in once again, next one we're going to be doing, we are going to be finishing out the top line for the avalanche with the captain, the man rocket himself, Gabe Landeskog as he enters the second year of his big extension with the abs and coming off of a Stanley cup season. Can we expect more of the same from him coming off of knee surgery? We will talk about it all next time, but again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay, and you can follow the show at tell it abs. It is use promo code. Tell it abs. It is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. But until then, When we talk to you about Gabe Landeskog, we will catch you all next time. Let's go Avs.